Is it me? Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama. Smash. Susie. What was, what was the game? No, I don't want to play any more games. I have done a lot of things in my past. Hi, sisters. I did it. Hello and welcome to What's On Your Feed. My name is Henny Soy. I'm on Wajak Noongar Budja. And I'm Rose Confetti. I'm on Manch Gord Up and that's also the land of the Noongar people. It is so good to be back with you for another week to talk about stuff that has been floating around on our social media feeds. Yes, and by floating we mean we've been chasing it and scrolling <laughs> like, like we can't scrolling, stop. Scrolling, commenting, liking, favouriting. Sending. <laughs> this week we are going to be talking about the drunk scale, so how drunk you can get at specific life events. We're going to talk about entitled parents, but first we're going to talk about a team that doesn't exist but has merch. Interesting. <laughs> Henny, when I saw this video, I was like, I can't wait to tell Miss Henny Soy about it because it is just the right amount of involvement in sport that I'm comfortable with. <laughs> There's this Aussie guy called Ken who's been making merch for an imaginary team, a team that doesn't exist. Hi, my name is Ken. And for the past year, I've pretty successfully been selling sports merchandise for a football team that doesn't exist. Is the merch cute? Oh, I will get to that. I okay, will sorry, get to I'm that. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> I agree that that's the most important question. I love that it wasn't, what sport are we talking about? What do you mean fake team? <laughs> do you mean there's fake players? No, we just went for, is the merch cute? <laughs> so this guy, Ken, during COVID, so for context, he's... He's a sur- like, I don't know if he's a surgeon or an assistant surgeon, but he works in surgery. So this guy, normally very busy. During COVID, a bit bored. So he started posting about wanting to become a football player at 35 and was posting his diet, training, thoughts. He'd never actually played before, so he was kind of taking the piss. <laughs> Do you know what? His dream of trying to become a pro footy player at 35 sounds like some of the shitty men my friends have dated. <laughs> They've still got those aspirations. Oh, yeah, I was good enough. I, think I, I was good at high it. school, but, like, someone, like, kicked me and then like, I couldn't play and the recruiter was that no but I, I could still make it I think they want me <laughs> uh, but I think luckily for us Ken is a bit more self-aware and he was aware that pretending to want to become a football player at 35 it probably wasn't going to work out for him but his his like blogging and posting became so popular that he made his own merch for himself as in like he went out <laughs> and took photos of him in like a footy jersey and then put it on a t-shirt for other people to buy Okay, that is really future goals. Like <laughs> iconic. And do you want my face on a T-shirt? <laughs> we can make it happen. <laughs> for a team that he never played for. And so at that point, he used a real football team's jersey. And so he actually got a cease and desist from the <gasps> team. Oh, my God, what dogs? So the T-shirt company gets a cease and desist from the AFL after a week saying, don't use our intellectual assets. So we stopped selling the shirt. But by that time, in a week, we had sold $2,000 of my merchandise. But before that, people sold. Like, it's like people bought it. Oh, my God. Exclusive, elusive, yes. illegal merch. <laughs> uh, we love it. Bootleg merch. And so he was like, okay, people wanted to buy this stuff. What about if I make a fake team where I could own the rights to it? So he created Queensland Football Club. So I didn't know what the next move was. Obviously, it was to sell more sports merchandise. But then I thought, 
What if I did, but for a club that I had intellectual rights to? So instead of calling it Gold Coast Suns, I called it Queensland Football Club. It's close to a year now, and I find myself in this weird position where I run a post-ironic sports merchandise company. And he's made, honestly, Henny, gorgeous merch. Like, okay. 90s inspired. It's really high quality. He was talking in the video about how he's actually gotten really into design and construction. So he's making it in Australia. He's using Australian fabrics. He's like dropping these collections. I've spent 12 months learning about materials, construction and design. I make things locally. I've purchased hundreds of meters of Australian fabric to try and make the best sports merchandise Australia has ever seen for a fake football club. And that's the story. I'm looking at it now. This looks really cute. I was like low-key trying to buy some stuff when I was researching this, but there's not a lot. Stuff sells out on the shop. Like stuff has been selling out, so I couldn't get the stuff that I wanted. The the font gives me like designer, like almost like a Ralph Lauren yes. sort of vibe. Yeah. Yes, but with like an Australian footy twist to it. I love the, the baseball caps. They've got little embroidered um, footy players like yes. jumping to catch um, a ball on someone's shoulder. That is iconic. I fucking love that. Oh, my God. Adding to Kent. Oh, he truly has been, like, making this joke go so far to the point where he's like, this is probably the best merchandise you could get in Australia. It's not (laughs) even for a real team. I think someone asked if he was single, and he's like, all right, let's do the maths. I have two full-time jobs. (laughs) I spend all my time thinking about construction of clothes. (laughs) I have no time. Like, I just... I appreciate how he's taken a little joke, a little fun activity that was a bit silly, and now he's decided he's going to go hard. Go off, Ken. This go Ken off, Ken. makes merch. This Ken does surgery. <laughs> yes! This is not just Ken. This Ken <laughs> makes gorgeous merch for a football team that never existed. <laughs> when I was watching this, I was just thinking about what merch, what fake organisation I would like to create and what I'd like to sell merch for. Have you what what kind of merch would you like to sell for if you could create anything and it's pretend? Look, I've been looking around my desk, um, which currently has three rabbits sitting on it. Okay. Um, okay. Not, my real one is elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could create like merch around like a fictional rabbit retirement village or something but it's like a one that's like in florida and like imagine these rabbits um well they're not right wing they're going to be left wing rabbits (laughs) in florida but they they it's more about the lifestyle these rabbits do tennis they like to drive around in um cars with no roof that (laughs) is i don't know where that inspo came from but i'm kind of into it i am so on board i love that so much okay tell me what fake organization are you making i've been getting into camping of recent years and i feel like i'd like to make merch for like a picture like a Kathmandu mm. or a north face but instead it's this brand that's like actually super cute very like pink and glittery camping stuff <gasps> That is camp. It it yes. What's that, what if that's the name? Oh my that's god, camp. That's camp. Oh my god. Nobody's still nobody's still that. 
we have got intellectual property rights. <laughs> you heard it here first. You can find Ken on TikTok. His account's called Queensland FC. Rose, there's a certain type of TikTok that I really can never scroll past. And that is when people have stories about entitled parents. <laughs> I love this because you neither have entitled parents nor are yeah. you an entitled parent. So it's definitely one of those situations where you're getting a window into – you also don't really work with parents. No, I have really no involvement with children and their parents. My brother's a swim teacher, so he would have that all the mm. time. There is a trend going around where people are stitching a video from Matthew Bunker where he basically says, I can't stand people with kids who think everyone in the world should bend over backwards and cater to them. You know what I can't fucking stand is people with kids that act like everyone in the world should just bend over backwards and cater to them because they're like, I don't know, saints for raising the next generation. And then he goes on to tell a story about how he works in this luxury store and they don't have gross little children's toys everywhere because it's for it's an adult st- well it's yeah. not an adult store and being like you know you know sex stuff but it's just like <laughs> it's like for adults it's got adult clothing whatever yeah. i don't know so i work in sales in a high-end luxury showroom and yesterday this family comes in two parents their kids um and in our showroom we have these swivel chairs off to the side for people to like hang out now if you've ever been a kid, you know that swivel chairs are like crack to a six-year-old. So I make a joke that we only have those to entertain the kids. So the dad turns to me and he's like, well, we were just in another showroom and even though it wasn't kid-friendly, they brought out wood blocks for them to play with. And I'm like, okay. So not 10 seconds later, one of the kids falls out of the chair and like bumps his leg. Nothing big, he's not crying, just like a little boo-boo. Dad rushes over like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? And the kid's like, oh, I hurt my leg. And the parent goes over and is like, why don't you have toys with these kids? And he's like, what? um, because this is a store yeah. that caters to adults. Like, yeah. it's not my fault that your kid fell out of this chair. Like, you should have been them. watching the kid. Yeah. yeah. And this video has got so many stitches and I'm enjoying them so much. Christian Hull, who's an Australian comedian, has stitched this um, with a really horrific story about how this mother on a plane put her child in his seat and this child was like six or so. um, And then she put herself on the aisle and put Christian in the middle seat. So I'm the last one on the plane and I get to my seat 30A. There's a small child in it. 30B is free. And then the mother is in 30C, which is the aisle. And I was like, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm just in 30A. And the mother goes, oh, um, my, my son's just going to sit there. Um, he's never been on a plane before. I say to mum, oh, well, it, you can just move over and sit next to your son and, and I'll sit in the aisle. And I thought, that's totally fine. I'll sit in the aisle. The aisle is just as good for me as the window. Oh, no, that's fine. What? The mum gets up and now I've got to get in and sit next to the child. I have to sit next to your son who would have been about six or seven. And apparently they kept talking over each other the entire time. He was like, oh, do you guys just want to move? Like we'll swap seats. And they're like, no, 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 no. Um, because this child had never been on a plane before. So he deserved Aww. the window seat. But the mum no. wanted to be on the aisle. So they put him in between oh i'd be raging fuck all the way off another one i saw was about this woman who used to work in a bookstore and constantly they would have parents just literally drop their kids don't wouldn't say anything leave them in the bookstore she spoke about this one occasion where a kid 
got a finger um got a paper cut on her of finger course. so they gave her a band-aid and when the parent came back the parent was furious and said why weren't you watching them uh, why weren't you watching your fucking what? child oh <laughs> my god that is i reckon that one is so true i used to work in a museum and it was catered towards children and so parents would assume for some reason that it was a daycare and they could just drop their kids off and either sit on the complete other side of the building or leave entirely Uh, and none of us were either equipped to run a daycare there weren't enough adults it also wasn't our job Um, and it was horrible I don't know why Parents sometimes think they can just drop their kids off somewhere and they'll be cared for. And I'm extremely concerned that they thought that that was okay to do in the first place. Like, surely they think that that is an okay thing to do. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Like For 12 bucks a ticket, I don't think (laughs) you're getting childcare. What if the kid needs food, needs water, has an accident? That's my responsibility, apparently. <laughs> Did you ever have to, like, um, call the cops or anything? Because, like, there was a lost child or no. you thought they were lost? No, fortunately not. Now, something that has also gotten quite a lot of debate on the internet, Henny, especially from you, I'm looking mm. forward to hearing what you think. You've come across a universal scale for how drunk you're allowed to get? Yes. So this was made by Ellie Rallo. And when she says that this is like a universal thing, I've never actually thought about this, that there should be certain circumstances where you can and can't get drunk. Oh, no, I think about this a lot. There is an unspoken yet universally understood scale for how intoxicated you're allowed to be at certain life events and holidays. It's hard to explain, so just hear me out. I'm just going to explain how intoxicated you're allowed to be at certain life events and holidays. The scale goes from one, tipsy, to ten, obliterated. On a plane, six. On a plane, how drunk would you allow yourself to get or do you think is socially acceptable? Three? Well, Ellie, Ellie thinks that you should be allowed to be a six. That seems really high that to, to like me. That seems like a nuisance. <laughs> that seems like a public problem. The main issue with this is I know people get kicked off planes if they're too intoxicated. The other part of this is the vomit factor that's what i was thinking you're sharing a bathroom vomit could come up out of the bathroom too and you've just made the entire plane stink (laughs) nah and also i think in those scenarios the drunk level has to decrease when you're in an environment where everyone else isn't getting drunk so if you're in a public place and it's a music festival for example sure get off your tits i don't care get drunk get that level up to like a like a seven or an eight Go Mm. off. But if you're in a public place where everyone else is doing different activities, i.e. plane, i.e. maybe the movies, maybe in a public park, Mm. I just think when other people are trying to do other things that isn't getting drunk, if the primary purpose of being somewhere isn't partying, that number's got to drop. Absolutely. I actually don't think you should ever be at a 10. I think that is worst case scenario because other people have to start looking after you then. And if yeah. you're at that point, you're just fucking annoying. And if you're someone that yeah. does that on a regular <laughs> yes. basis, really have a hard look at yourself. You're yes. not fun to be around. It's not fun. It's I, not funny. Mm-mm. I think maybe like she had an example that I really liked, which I can't remember what level she had it at, but it was like your parents' 50th or something. Oh, your parents' vow renewal. 
your parents wedding vow renewal five until they start drinking and then 10 i agreed that once your parents get on it everyone's everyone's allowed to get on it to like a 10 because <laughs> i think that's one of those like after the ceremony after the ceremony and when everyone else is getting on board because i think there are special occasion like birthdays for example where you're allowed you know, like not the family aren't together. And it's funny when you're all mm. in it together. But that's the thing. Again, it's one of those situations where read the room. Read the room. She had a few around weddings. So going off the bow oh, yes. thing. Okay, so your wedding, she thinks, your, your own personal wedding, you can get up to a seven. I guess at the reception you can, but I'm hoping it's lower during the earlier part of the Oh, thing. well, you, you legally can't get married if you're intoxicated yeah. at all during the ceremony. I, I feel like a seven is okay for your own wedding. Yeah, wedding someone who's party, watched a lot of weddings. Yeah, wedding party, seven. Yeah, as long as you don't have responsibilities. Somebody else's wedding that you're in the wedding party for, also seven. Even if the bride and groom don't get to a seven, you're still allowed to be at a seven, but you can't be higher than a seven because you can't get drunker than they are allowed to get drunk. And you also can't get too drunk that in the like event that you needed to help with something, you couldn't help. Again, you don't want to ruin someone's wedding. Mm-hmm. However, she does say at someone else's wedding, you can get to a 10. If you're just a guest? If you're just a guest. Oh, that's I dangerous I highly thing. disagree with that. <laughs> Have you ever been a celebrant at a wedding and seen people get to attend and annoy people? I don't. I've seen people do some dumb shit when they've not even been at a 10. <laughs> Christmas Eve. She thinks you should be able to get to a 10 on Christmas Eve. That weirds me out. Do you not? I would hate being hung over on Christmas Day. That's my main hang up, hung up about this. <laughs> hang up is the hangover yeah yeah she's american isn't she Mm. maybe i feel like and this is purely stereotypical from the movies but i feel like americans do Mm. a christmas dinner so maybe they have time to recover in the morning but it's so hot here i feel like we all do christmas freaking breakfast Ah, yes that's so true i hadn't even thought about the heat impact as well mm. you know if if it's winter i'm sure it's quite nice to warm yourself up with you know some spirits and yes. that sort of thing but i just really cannot imagine getting super super smashed during an australian christmas no i've seen family members do it um and i've always <laughs> thought you look Not unhappy the next day. There's a lot of kids around. Maybe if it was an adults-only Christmas. Okay. But I don't necessarily agree with her that it's a 10. I'm surprised that Christmas Eve got a 10, but there was no mention of like a New Year's Eve. True. True. I feel like New Year's Eve is the one night a year where everyone expects you to get to a 10. I have one for you, Henny. What did you think of first date versus second date? Okay, so first date, she said you can get up to a three, second date a four. Oh, I feel like that's pretty tame. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't go past a three. You don't want to say some really dumb shit. And you want to remember the details. Like, you got to remember yes. if they're a pain in the ass. You don't want them to. So I would argue either your first or second date, you only should be getting to like a one because mm. you got to suss this person out. I think it's a one to two drink max. Like if you have a drink, like however drunk you get with two drinks at dinner, you know? Mm, mm. I love this. And I love how in this video in particular, particular, she really rattled them off. Like she really just went through (laughs) these scenarios. This is how drunk you can get. Like she'd been thinking about it for quite some time. 
And I think this is a fun thing to ask people. This is a good topic of conversation, along with the one about entitled parents. We'll have to put a little sliding scale up on the Instagram stories. So then (gasps) on our Instagram stories, so then we can get people's ratings for how drunk you can get in different scenarios. Because, for example, on a beach, I don't think you can be getting that drunk. It's dangerous. But she had it up in an eight. That is a brilliant idea and we can make some of our own as well. Maybe yes. some Aussie circumstances. Yes, 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 yes. I want to know how drunk you can get on a Sunday sesh. Mm-hmm. For me, it's ruling out no such thing. <laughs> Unless it's a public holiday the next day, even then you're pushing it. Oh, yeah. I've, I'll never learn from my mistakes, Henny. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of What's On Your Feed. Yes, jump on over to Instagram and follow us. We're at What's On Your Feed Pod. And then make sure that you are following us and subscribed to the podcast because we'll be back in a fortnight with another episode. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.